all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hey, are you looking for a show with no spin, with no jazz, without all the noise? Well, welcome. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. If you're looking for that type of show and that type of action and some straight out real talk, real news, real Bible conversation, you have made it to the right podcast. Body of Christ Real Talk is for you. Love you all. Peace out. Stay tuned for Body of Christ Real Talk. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my virtual crowd. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. How you doing today? God bless you all. Welcome to the show. Okay, this I got a couple of announcements I want to make. Uh, these announcements got to do with what's going to be coming ahead in the very, very near future on Body of Christ Real Talk. Now, I got a couple of things I want to talk about. I think this is going to be very enlightening. It would be very educational for the Body of Christ audience. Now, you know I have two podcasts. The ones that listen to, listen to my show know I have two podcasts. This podcast right here, which it really deals with uh, world events, uh, local lifestyles, entertainment, etc., and different things like that, health or whatever, and type of news that goes on around the world and around us and around your uh, your city and your area. So it's more uh, towards the world. In other words, not in a worldly way, but uh, it's, it's more towards of like a, 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 an awakening, a news uh, cast that talks about different topics and different subjects and different things pertaining to what's going on in the world and what's going on in your personal life and different things like that. And a Bible biblical perspective. I try to put it in a Bible biblical perspective. That's what I do. So this station is not strictly and it's not so much engraved in Bible study. Now I have another podcast called Connecting the Dots. That that podcast itself, you can find it on uh, Anchor Podcast. That's strictly uh, mainly for the saved. The unsaved is welcome to get some something out of that, but uh, it would only really benefit the saved, the ones that's in the body of Christ already, because their spirit is made alive. I like to put a lot of emphasis on that because the spirit man is alive. He can get more out of the things of God, out of the word of God when you're trying, when you're going through Bible study, because it goes beyond just Bible reading. It goes, it goes really in depth and rightly in dividing God's word and how to study your Bible. It's not a Bible college. Let me get that out there. It's not a Bible school. 
anything like that. No, it's not nothing close to that. If you're looking for a Bible school, you know, I can I can give you all some information or send you a link that, uh, you know, that uh, a person or two that really teaches somewhat Bible school and straight out Bible training, because this is not Bible training. This is just what I mean by Bible study. You're going to learn how to basically, let me put it basically, going to get the basic study of the word of God rightly divided. That's what you're going to get on Connecting the Dots, okay? So I want to, I want to get that out there. It's not a Bible school or Bible training or anything like that. It's Bible study for the new and the old believers that never heard of rightly dividing dispensationally. Okay, now what I'm going to be doing on this show, Body of Christ Real Talk, uh, I started off, you know, I added a little Bible reading. I added Bible story readings. I've done the story of Samson. And if anybody don't know about that, you just search down on my podcast. You see that I've done a Bible reading about Samson. Now, this is the biblical story of Samson, not movies, uh, uh, depiction of Samson, not Storybooks depiction of Samson, not schools depiction of Samson, not even some churches depiction of Samson and Delilah. It's the Bible version, the real version of Samson and Delilah, and I read it out of the Living Bible translation. So it's going to be some type of not some type of error, you know. It's not real out of whack, but it's going to be some type of error because it's nothing like the King James. And the reason I've done that because some people still don't get the King James literature down and everything like that. You really got to study and get into the King James. Uh, English literature, even though it's very basic. But yes, it's easy to say, and a lot of grace teachers say that it's basic English, but a lot of us modernists don't even know basic English of the English literature. We don't know the King James literature. So it's not basic to us. Nothing is basic until you learn it. Let me put it out there. I hear what people say that it's easy, it's basic, a little child, sixth grader can understand. A sixth grader, that's not true. I heard a lot of believers, several, not a lot, but several believers, even some uh, rightly divided teachers say, if a sixth grade child can understand this, you can. No, a six, most sixth grade children don't understand the English, the old English way of speaking. So I disagree with, uh, with uh, some rightly divided grace teachers when they say that. No, I the average six-year-old child will not do not know how to understand the old English literature. Let's be real now. Let's stop that. Now, if they was born in that time or they was taught that in school, you know, I don't know if they taught that or not, old English language, they would know that, yes, you could say that if it was taught because that language was the only language that had the old English literature. But in modern, our, our, our vernacular has changed so much. We use a lot of made-up language now. You know, you would say that's perfect English if you want to put it in perfect, yes, but the majority of Americans don't know perfect English. We don't know old English vernacular. So that's why I try to not be as hard on people that don't read the King James and other grace believers. I recommend them to try to learn it, study it. When you learn the King James vernacular and language, you could say then, wow, it's not hard as I thought. It's just a lot of times they some things is not you words is not used anymore, and some words just basically mean a certain thing that means today, but they just said it a different way. So that's why I try to be not as hard and dogmatic on a person that don't know the King James literature. That's why sometimes I read it out of the Living Bible, not for study. 
Okay, not for Bible study. I read it out of this so they can understand the paraphrase way in some areas of the level Bible for uh you know for understanding reason. Now, if I'm going to be the first, if I read something out of the Living Bible and the translation is awful, they just watered it down. I'm going to tell you that because a lot of things in the uh, Living Bible is kind of watered down. I don't like that, and I will let you know. Now, when, when I read out of that, I'm reading it just for the plain, average person. But when a person really want to come to the knowledge of the truth, then King Jimmy is the only Bible that I will give him and help him to study the Word of God. It won't be the Living Bible. You understand what I'm saying? When it comes to studying, King James only for me. You know, I'm not saying other translations will not help, you know, as long as they're decent translation, but I'm just talking about, to me, King James, if you want to learn the word of God rightly divided, it's going to be the King James, and I might use side-by-side files if it's the correct interpretation. Now, some ministers or some people that say they're all King James, talking about they will not read the living Bible, no other translation, they it's paraphrased, but a lot of times, majority of times, ministers do a lot of paraphrasing themselves, even when they preach they paraphrase a certain uh, a certain verse out of the King James they paraphrase paraphrasing mean you make trying to make it more modern you got to be honest with yourself trying to make it more understandable for the listener today that don't understand the old English language and we yes we need to be careful with that we need to be careful not to the point that we can't read it because the living Bible is not the inherent word of God to me. It is the King James Bible. I believe today God used the King James Bible but you're not sinning and going to hell because you read another translation unless you're using it fully and trying to study out of it. I, I just advise anybody that listen to my show uh, to, uh, to at least give the King James Bible a try. Now with all that said that's just me. That's the way I look at it. It's going to be a lot of people disagreeing. That's, that's King James people. I am a King James Bible person myself, but I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not ashamed to say, yes, I do read out a living Bible sometimes for the plainer vernacular when it adds up to the correct teaching like the King James. You know, and sometimes it just does not. I will not study out of the living Bible. I don't trust that because it's, you know, it's just some things in there. It's not correct. Okay. And some people might say that about the King James as well. You read other translations. But that's not what I want to talk about. I just want to get you out there when I be reading Bible stories. I try to read it like I'm reading to the kids. And I don't read the King James Bible to the kids unless I'm breaking down everything because you're going to have to when you're reading the King James to a younger person in Christ you're going to have to just about break down a lot of the language lingo to them because they're not really going to understand it you know you're going to really have to break down and tell them what those words mean you, you see what I'm saying now that's good when you're in Bible study. You break down the languages and the literature. But when you got a lay person that's young and the faith or just trying to learn, you try you, you talk to them in a plain way and then you let them grow 
and you know you feed them, and then you just bring them to the King James Bible. Don't get mad if they have a, another translation. They're trying to grow. God know how far they can go. People can get saved, you know, in other translations. You know, I don't know why people think they can. They can get saved in other translations. But you, the the goal is to bring them to the King James Bible. If they never do, they are still saved. They still can grow. But we just believe, and myself just believe, the King James Bible. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It was a study out of, so I'm not going to get into all that, you know, and down a lot of people that read other translations. I just tell them to be careful because you got a lot of translations out there are evil. You got a lot of translations out there, you know, took things out of the word of God and they, they use too much Greek and all that stuff and they just water down the Bible. Yes, you got to, you got to be careful with that, you know. So I feel more safer when it comes to Bible study. You can only rightly divide dispensationally in the King James, I believe, you know, better than any other translation and put it that way. Now, back to what I'm saying. What I'm going to be doing, if I do Bible stories, I will let you know if it's going to be in the King James or it's going to be in a more paraphrase language. It depends depends on my audience. It depends on my audience, which I don't know who they are or the age bracket or anything like that unless I go deep and check out my uh, geographics and my analytics and the age thing like I have in uh, uh <laughs> like I have uh, Anchor. They I like Anchor because they break down analytics in a way that you know, what audiences listen to me, they, they, they break down the genders, you know, how many percentage of women listen to, how many percentage of men, young, old, I like that. Excuse me, I like that. Spreaker does not do that too much, but Anchor, you know, the free one that I use, I pay for Spreaker, but Anchor is free, which is good, and you get about a, close to an hour of content. Many people don't need that much more than an hour unless they really want to get into something or they have some business or whatever like that. Then, you know, you want to upgrade to other larger podcasts, which is going to come out your pockets, which is good, though, if you're going to get into that. But I like the analytics on Anchor. I look better than I do on Spreaker, but Spreaker's one, both of them are good, but Spreaker just have upgrades to, uh, that you could go even further. Anchor probably do but I never searched it. I think the the the, the uh, storage and uh, the the times that I have to do on Anchor is enough for me. You know. Okay, now this is what I'm going to I'm going to be doing, and this is for the listeners that really want to know the breakdown in a basic, simple way that young people and children can understand. Now, I'm careful when I say that because it depends on your attention span. It depends how well you're listening. And it also depends and when you're honest with yourself, if you don't understand something, to ask a question. Because if you don't ask questions or you don't leave comments, I don't I would not know. Okay, that's if I'm in a, uh, on the room and I'm up teaching, if I'm reading to somebody. So what I'm going to do. I have this book 
called and God said it's something like that the teacher the author of this book is Marianne Manley her name is Marianne Manley but she got something like a children's book a young audience book that breaks down and layman terms God's plan the history of God's plan which I think is beautiful but what makes it so beautiful is not so childish that a young believer will not be able to understand. This is just right for a young believer too that don't know God's plan or don't know the two programs of God law and grace prophecy and mystery. They don't have no idea what, what we talk about or what I talk about when I talk about that. So I'm going to be reading Lord's Willing coming up in the next day or two a breakdown. I'm gonna spend all that time. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but it's not. It's, it's gonna give a basic, some like a cliff note teaching of God's twofold plan. It's gonna start from the, the beginning of the fall of man, Adam and Eve, all the way down to you know the New Jerusalem and the fullness of times. So it's gonna go all the way all the way through that way but it's going to be in a very plain basic way and I like the way she wrote it I'm going to be reading that all the way through in its entirety all the way through I'm going to try to keep it in one shot one section not two sections I'm going to be doing that but this is for the ones that want to understand God's plan this is for the saved this is for the unsaved this is for anybody that wanted to listen just like my bible stories I want to hear God's plan and hopefully that can open up your mind and you will understand what was God's plan and what is God's plan you know from Adam all the way through Revelation. Now, it don't exactly go like that, but the book of Revelation, you mostly know that as the seven-year tribulation period, the wrath of God, the day of the Lord, and different names like that. A lot of new believers don't understand that as well. And they go to church, but they, they might go to a church that break down in times of what some people call eschatology or something like that. Excuse me, that's just breaking down the end time events. Excuse me. But I'm going to be reading that, you know, from Marianne Manley. I'm going to be breaking it down. Matter of fact, let me try to. Uh, all right. Open up a little something right here. Just give me a second or so. And I'm going to read it out to you. OK. OK. Here it is right here. The name of the book will be. Uh, let me go back to the beginning. Will be just as God said. Now I broke down a teaching of a booklet, also Marion Manley uh, authored, but I, I've, I've done that in the connecting the dots because it's more deeper, it's more detailed. It's a lot of King James vernacular in there, and those for the same that really want to saved, they really want to grow, and and the and the knowledge of the truth, what God want us to do after we get saved. He want us to be saved first, men and women, and then come into the knowledge of the truth according to First Timothy two and four. So that's what He want us to do. But this is for the ones that just want to hear the story, quick, basic, uh, somewhat not paraphrase, but simple language 
uh, without watering down the word of God, of God's twofold plan, his plan and history, what happened from the beginning all and what's going to have the ending going to happen on this earth. Very important. So you should be, I hope you get something out of this when I start that. It's called Just As God Said. The author is Marianne Manley. Outstanding book for, it's for children or for young people. I like to say young people physically and spiritually. Because I'm not going to assume everybody understands the God's plan. Majority of the church don't understand God's plan. Some pastors don't even understand God's plan. Some evangelicals don't even understand God's plan. Some theologians, listen closely, do not understand God's plan. Because why? Not because they don't know the word of God. Not because they don't, you know, they don't, they don't believe in dispensation. Some do and some don't. It's just they don't rightly divide. You can believe in dispensations, but still don't know how to correctly, rightly divide God's word. And they would never want to. And I don't know why, but that's just where it is. But anyway, you have the opportunity as a listener on this program, whether you're a believer and whether you're uh, a person that's not saved, and hopefully out of this you will get saved. But don't don't wait for this. You need to be saved now, okay? But my point is, you will have an opportunity to understand God's plan. But I would not be truthful. I would not be honest if not, if I did not say I want you to be saved. Most of all. The purpose here is for you to be saved. You can get to know God, not the God of Sunday school. I'm not knocking out Sunday schools, not the God of uh, YPWWs or, you know, uh, uh, vacation Bible schools or whatever like that. Or what some schools teach about God or this utopia God or something like that. You will understand the basic plan of God's program, which is pretty simple once you get to know it. It's not now. I'm not the type going to say everything is simple. Things become simple when you learn it. Okay? Certain things about the Bible become simple when you learn it. I'm not going to say all simple. You shouldn't know it. No, it becomes simple when you learn it because you got to get all that traditional type of Bible teaching and wrong Bible doctrine out of your head. That's why it's not simple to everybody, okay? Once you learn it, yes, it is. Then you teach it to someone else. Okay. All right. <clears throat> With that said, another thing I'm going to be talking about, and uh, I'm going to be touching on something. I don't know if a lot of you heard, but it's this big event that's called a revival that's going on at Asbury. I think it's in Kentucky. Asbury, Kentucky, if you haven't heard about that, you probably have, because even some of the secular news, at least Fox News is talking about it, you know, the alternative news and Christian stations and many people, uh, Christian believers, body of Christ, and then people who think they believers and churchgoers and, you know, and even unsaved is talking about this so-called, that's what they call it, an awakening, which is an Asbury. And I'm going to be touching on that. Now, I want to get I want to put this out there. I'm not going to touch on it because I want to rebuke it and put it down and criticize it. OK, now I'm going to be honest with you with this. I'm going to give my take on it and I'm going to give my opinion of what I think about, 
this revival. And this, it, it wasn't a, I don't know if it was planned or not, but it started, it wound up being two weeks. Two weeks long. This revival lasted two weeks long. Lots of people, lots of people, lots of things like that, all kind of folks, you know, uh, that was there. And I put emphasis on folks because I will not say they were all Christians. There's never been a meeting where it's thousands, not even at the Billy Graham's meeting, everyone, everybody there is not the, is, is Christians. Okay. I would go as far as say the majority. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy. Eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Forty of them, of of them, there as not believers are not Christians. Now, did they get saved? Did some get saved afterwards? I'm sure they have. But I'm just saying, the majority of the people that comes to these big crowds and these so-called uh, revivals and awakenings are not believers. They are, I believe, they are seeking. I believe they are searching for God. I believe they are seeking. They are seeking for God. Some of them come and they seek it for something else, maybe a feeling or something like that. But a lot, let me put it this way, and I like to be fair, because I used to be in that. I went to big crowds. I remember, remember, not member, but I remember when I lived in San Diego, California. And my first big, what would you call it, a crusade that I went to uh, was Billy Graham. And uh, I went, you know, I forgot who I went with. I think it was Brother Harry and everything. But I went to a Billy Graham crusade, which was at San Diego Stadium. They were the, the formerly San Diego Chargers. They're not San Diego Chargers no more. But they used to be the San Diego Chargers. They, they, uh, Billy Graham was still, he was in his 90s, early 90s then, and he'd done a crusade in San Diego. And I went there. And, uh... I didn't go there to get saved. I was already saved. I've been saved over 30 some years now, but I was already saved. But you know, sometimes I, I think about it. Why did I go there? I, I went there because I wanted to fellowship with other believers. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I went there just to get that energy and get that feeling. You know, I always do often do a lot of teachings on feelings, the good side and the bad side of feelings, you know, and, uh, when I went to the Billy Graham, I, I, or was it, or then I had to think of myself, why did I really go there? It wasn't for salvation, you know, because I would have brought somebody with me. And if you notice, or, or not, when a lot of Christians, believers, I'm talking about real believers in the body of Christ, go to these crusades, they usually go, it's usually get bombarded by a lot of saved people. They already saved. They don't really bring the unsaved with them. 
really, they don't really bring the unsaved with them. Then you have to wonder, what do we go for? Is it for ourselves? Which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all if you uh, if you understand what the church is for. Anyway, the church is for believers, really. The church is not a hospital for the unsaved. Like traditional teachers teach you. It's not a hospital for the unsaved. The church is for the believers. That's why they call it church. But traditional men and the way they, they kind of warped it and corrupted it and everything, they kind of messed it up. So you about bring Now, we supposed to be going out, actually, not so much bringing them in the church. You cannot bring nobody in the church unless they're saved. But we can go out and tell them the, as ambassadors about the good news and the, uh, the good news of reconciliation and everything like that and everything. Then they become in the church. They become part of the church. That's why you have so many churches got unsaved people up in there. You know, they got unsaved people up in the church building because a lot of believers still don't know the definition or understand who is the church. The church, if you read the letters of Paul or if you go through the kingdom church, when they followed Jesus, they, you know, most of them didn't, they was there for hunger or they wanted to get fed or whatever like that, you know. He had his little group around him, even to call the little flock, including the twelve, Peter and James, John and Matthew and all of them. But when you come to Christ, the body, I mean, the teachings of Paul, his 13 letters, the body of Christ is always saved. There's no unsaved there. When they got together, it was always believers, the one unbelievers. If you read your Bible, the gatherings of Paul, even when they met in certain homes or whatever, like there was basically unbelievers. But when they went out, they ministered to the unbelievers. But when they together, when the churches together, always have been believers. When Paul is teaching his letters, he's talking to believers, not unbelievers. Let me say this again. When Paul, the Apostle Paul, is teaching his 13 letters, pistols, King James says epistles, his 13 letters, he's talking to believers, not unbelievers. So the church has always been believers. The gatherings of a church is basically believers. King, uh, the kingdom program, they went out to Great Commission. The body of Christ, we go out as ambassadors to the lost. But the church itself was always considered believers, not just anybody, not unbelievers. It was always believers. I want to get that out there. You know, that's the real definition of the church, the saved, the believers. It has nothing to do with not getting nobody saved. See, we got to tell them they become part of the church only when they're saved. There's no such thing as nobody become a part of a church without being saved. Now, traditionally, people say... Go invite a man, bring everybody into the church. They are talking about a church building. Because an unsaved, organically, spiritually cannot enter the church without the blood, without believing what Jesus done for them. You cannot enter the church. Now, traditionally, I understand the metaphor. They're talking about the building, not the body of Christ itself. So always remember, the church is the body of Christ, not the unsaved. The saved is the body of Christ. Then we go out and reconcile and bring them in to the body of Christ, not church buildings, the body of Christ. See, OK, I'm going to be doing that.
<clears throat> but this revival that on social media, a lot of people are talking about this revival and uh, what's going on there, and people are touched. And I'm going to get into that, you know. Uh, I'm going to talk about that and, you know, what I see in it. And I, I haven't been following it. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, the reason I have not been following it because it's not the first time I I seen revivals. But back to Billy Graham, when I was in San Diego, I went to a Billy Graham crusade and whatever like that. And it was, hmm, I, don't know, I forgot how many that stadium hold, but it was in the um um thousands, maybe forty, fifty thousand people was there. It was because that stadium was bigger than Soldier Field. Soldier Field is one of the smallest stadiums. I didn't know that, and uh, in the United States, I didn't know that Soldier Field is one of the smallest. Notre Dame is bigger than Soldier Field, all about. 80,000. Well, anyway, in San Diego, it was about those many people. You know, everybody was in the motion. It was crying or whatever like that. And it, it was touching. You know, uh, I forgot her name. The guest uh, singer was there. I forgot her. Oh, I'm bad with names. I'm bad with names. I think her name Crystal Mullen or something like that. <coughs> but she put out that song called Redeemer, which is a beautiful song. Redeemer, the Lord is our Redeemer, you know, stuff like that. I forgot her name. Well, anyway, Kristen Lewis used to do a lot of following with uh, uh, Greg Laurie or Billy Graham. I think it's Kristen Lewis. But uh, this Mullen young lady, this black young lady, her last name is Mullen. She was the guest singer there. And it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty everything like that. But sometimes I said, why did I really go there? Because if I really wanted somebody saved, I would have invited other people with me. But I didn't. I went there for me. I went there for me. You know, I went there for me. And I can tell you the story why I went everything like that. So I like to be honest. I went there for me. It was for and it fell into me. And to say I experienced a crusade. I finally went to one of these crusades, these, especially saying Billy Graham. It wasn't so much of a, a fascination with Billy Graham or nothing like that, but it's more like a factuation, you know, Billy Graham in person. Why so many people, you know, his preacher wasn't all that powerful and great to me. Not saying it wasn't effective, but it wasn't all that great and powerful to me. That's before I learned how to rightly divide God's word. But I just said, man, Billy Graham, boy, get a lot of people saying I need to go there. I just want to be part of this big conglomerate crowd of believers. That was just something I was hungry for. It was about me. I didn't even bring the unsaved. I just brought me. But my point is, a lot of believers do that today. They don't bring a lot of unsaved people to these type of crusades. I don't believe. I'm not saying everybody. It's mostly for uh, and filling. That's why people turn this in, these type of gatherings and so-called awakenings called revivals and stuff like that. It's revival for who? It couldn't be for the unsaved. It got to be a revival for who? A believer to be revived. You know, unbeliever never has, never was revived, never was saved. But the believers looking to be rejuvenated according to traditional revival. Okay, I'm going to get into that. And I'm going to give you my take on that, you know, and stuff like that, whatever. Also, before I even leave, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not here to put them down or whatever like that. I'm going to point out a few things I listened to Justin Peters comment. And I'm going to tell you about Justin Peters comment and different things like that, because many different believers and belief systems or traditional believers, whether you're a Calvinist, sensationist or Baptist or dispensationalist or whatever like that, you're going to 
majority of the time, whatever you believe in or whatever you was brought up in, you're going to either go there with a subjective type of view or objective. And the majority of us are going to go with a subjective type of view, whether it's negative or whether it's positive. So I'm going to get into all of that. You know what I mean by that and everything and how I'm going to go. To, I'm going to be straight up for you. I'm already going with a subjective type of view. I'm already prejudging. I don't mean in a bad way, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. You know, what what do I see? What 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 I look at and what I get out of these so-called revivals and these this Asbury revival has compared to others and what makes it different? Oh, is it different? Okay, oh is it different? Okay, oh is it good? Is it God? Is this really God moving? And we go get into that and I'm I'm gonna tell you what I think it is, you know. So and I'm, so you, you come with your own judgments and everything like that. A lot of you probably love it and you probably even went there. But I'm just going to give you my take on it. Not to just tell you not to do this or whatever, but I'm going to give you both sides of what I think about this uh, this revival or this so-called revival. Then I'm going to break down uh, the Bible definitions of revival because believe me, it is Bible definitions of revival. Not might not say revival in the King James, but it might say revived. But I'm going to give you the definition because that's the most important thing, don't you think? How do these revivals compare to the Bible? Do the, uh, Jesus or does Paul teach us to, that we need to start revival? So all this has to be lined up in a biblical perspective, period. I don't care what what's going on. Is it of God? That's how you will find out. Is it of God? or if it, Is it something of God or is it not of God or something you should be proud of and get with it or something you need to stay away from? I'm going to get into all that, okay? So so those are the things I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing that reading by Marion Manley. You know, <clears throat> this is what God said. And I'm going to go through, you know, I, I can't wait to get into that because it's a very good basic breakdown of the fall of man, the beginning of man, all the way to the tribulation period, all the way to the new heaven and the new earth after uh, Satan get uh, chained for a thousand years and he tried to do his last thing. Then he get through in the bottom, not the bottomless pit, but the lake of fire, the false prophet, everything going. And, uh, God's going to bring down the new Jerusalem and everything. And Israel's going to reign on earth while the body of Christ is going to be in heavenly places and stuff like that. And I, that don't mean I'm going to agree with everything that's in this book because I, I, some things I don't know. Some things I need to study up more. I just can't grab on everything and take it. But it is a pretty basic thing. Some things I'm just not sure about. I don't, I don't, I don't see it in the Bible too much but she's as close as I can you, you can get when it comes to that not try to be fair and everything like that so you take it with a grain of salt and go from there but it's a decent reading and I want you all to uh to, uh, to listen to this and everything right there. So, okay. So I'm going to be fair. What I just might say, okay, I don't know too much about that. Uh, I heard about that, but I still haven't put the pieces together to see that the word of God is saying that I'm not saying it does, it does or it does not, but I know this sister is a good teacher. You know what I mean? We have to agree, not because she's wrong. It's just, I, I'm not as taught. I'm not, I don't, I, I just haven't got there yet. Or just be that it's not up in there because we can just stretch things sometimes. Yes, I do that sometimes. So I'm going to be fair in my assessment of this book as well as reading it. Okay. Also, I'm going to be fair in my assessment on this revival that's going on in Asbury, Kentucky as well. I have to be fair. And it got to be in a biblical perspective as much as I know. Okay. That's those announcements I'm going to get into and everything. Then another thing I'm going to be talking about. And 
I have a data, and I finally uh, downloaded these data that came from Medicare about uh, the vaccine deaths. And I looked at this data. If I'm looking at this data, I'm not a good chart person, but if I'm looking at this data correctly, it's not hard to look, and I, I downloaded everything. I have some data that uh, they probably don't, a lot of people don't have. See, that's why I'm anti-vax, because I got a lot of data. I have a reason why I'm anti-vax. It's just so much negative about the vaccine. Ain't no way I can be waiting. Why? I, 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 whatever, I go get into that. But I have some data, you know, that I got. I'm not going to even read it out or something like that. But if you request it, I will send you a link to it. Uh, and it's open to the public. And there's been a lot of manipulation in it from what I heard. I don't understand everything. They took some things out. But this data been found. It was not supposed to have been found. Medicare is what Medicaid, Medicare, from what I heard, they don't promote the vaccine. So I did not know anything about that. You know, Medicaid, Medicare, whatever like that. But they have the data of certain people that died allegedly from the vaccine. They have the deaths and whatever like that. And it's mind boggling when I looked at it. And I'm going to look at it even more because the numbers is just like unbelievable but I'm going to talk about that you know if you want a copy of it or form a link of it you got to request it I'm not just going to throw it out there because a lot of you ain't going to know what you're looking at anyway you know but I will read out a few numbers and ages of certain ones that have passed away from allegedly the um, the uh, PJ Vax I like to call it PJ Vax meaning poke and jabbing vaccine. So I give it a short name, PJ Max. Not TJ Max. It's not the cousin of TJ Max. Remember that store TJ Max? Is there still TJ Max around? No, I don't know. But this is a PJ Vax. F A F A X X, okay? Alright. So those announcements I want to get to get through. I'm going it's a lot of other things I'm gonna be talking about or whatever like that, you know. You know, I'm gonna get back a little bit into struggles with sin because a lot of us are still dealing with certain strongholds and habits we wanna break through. I'm gonna be talking about businesses, you know, people if you wanna start a business and different things like that, particular real estate, whatever, because I'm dabbling in real estate. Again, I have a passion for real estate. So I'm gonna be dabbling in that and I'm training and doing things like that to help you to grow and learn how to do certain things in real estate. And I'm going to, I'm going to get into that because of the way things are going now, we need that, that income. And right now I'm looking for something as I always was. I, I remember I call myself a freelancer. I remember I often call myself a freelancer. If you guys remember that in my old podcast, I always one of my own, not often, I always one of my own. So this is one of the remote things I'll be back and forth about. So what to have, especially now with the situation, personal things going on and my family life when it kind of, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about that some other day. But, you know, keep me in prayer and everything like that because, you know, we all struggle. We go through certain challenges in life and everything. And I'm not, I'm not above struggles or habits or, you know, things like that. So we all need prayer to keep each other strong. But nothing is going to stop me, okay? Nothing at all. I want to put that out there. So stay tuned for some more stuff from Body of Christ Real Talk. And if you are saved or you just got saved, Connected the Dots is another place you can go to called Connected the Dots to get into more God's Word. It's another station I like to send a lot of people to. It's called Truth Time Radio by Trey Searcy. Truth Time Radio. Also, Trey Searcy also has an outstanding app that you can download with a lot of beautiful grace music. Not this made up stuff, but a lot of beautiful grace music, mainly pertaining to the scriptures in the Bible. Real 
gospel music. Everybody call everything gospel music. That's not gospel music. But this is straight out grace music and stuff like that. And plus some of his outstanding teacher from Trey Searcy, Truth Time Radio. He also got an app that you can download, you know. It's called the Truth Time app. You know, you can download, look it up. Download it, and it's 24 hours outstanding, great Bible teaching and great grace music, biblical Bible, great grace music, okay? This is Joseph Brownlee. Before I go, salvation is now. Not an hour from now. It's now. The way to be saved. And the only way you can really be saved, and I'm going to put this out there, the only way you can really be saved today if you believe that you're a sinner first. You got to believe that you need to be, you're a sinner and you need to be saved. Saved from your messed mess. Saved from the wrath of God. Saved from eternal damnation. If you want to act, saved from what, Joe? Save from yourself, eternal damnation, and save from the wrath of God. Not so much in that order, eternal damnation is the last thing. You will go to hell, and there'll be your holding spot, you will self in there, and then you have the lake of fire, or fire and brimstone. I like to put that out there first, because a lot of people don't like to talk about hell. But hell is real, just as real as heaven. Hell is just as real as heaven. It's just, it's just the way it is. If something is, something is like it is because that's just the way it is. Hell is hell. There's nothing good and pretty I can say about hell. You want me to talk about heaven? I'm going to talk about hell first because I need to get that in your head. Maybe that'll scare you enough to go to this other place I wanted you to talk about, which is heaven, the other H. You have an opportunity to go there now because God dealt with your sins according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. God also reconciled himself to you and I. So your sin is not the issue. It's your unbelief. Believe in Jesus done that for your sins. His death, burial, resurrection. You believe that he died, he was buried, and he rose again sincerely. I, I'm going to say this, I'm a nailist in people, sincerely, generally, not just saying it. you got to really believe it. Most of y'all probably don't even believe you're a sinner. Sincerely believe Jesus died and buried. God knows your heart. He knows when you're really sincere and when you're not. So you can't fool God. I, I often say this, you can fool me and others, but you can't fool God. You can't fool God. Because a lot of people that think they saved is going to be surprised. They're not saved. The majority of the church buildings are not saved. That's in the building. The church is saved. That's the body of Christ. But I'm talking about the buildings. They're not saved. And that's sad. So you have an opportunity. Hear my words. You have an opportunity to be sad. Saved. Is believing what Jesus done for you. His death, burial, resurrection. And I'm going to leave you with this. You can be saved now. You don't have to be forgiven first to be saved. You can be saved now because you already have been forgiven. God bless you. Body of Christ, real talk.
Peace out. Love y'all. Stay tuned. Love you. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.